Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. Hi, this is James, your host, uh, and this is another CM Monthly, Children's Ministry Monthly minicast, um, part four of who knows how many parts dealing with discipline in children's ministry, proper discipline. Uh, part one, we redefined discipline in a godly manner and talking about it was it was a found it was a relationship based on love that provided us the opportunity to show them the consequences of sin and the rewards of, of obedience. Uh, we went through some of the common reasons and hangups people have about why they don't discipline. Uh, we talked about um, some rules and uh, what was it? Talked about rules and uh, minimum requirements last time. And so this time we're going to talk a little bit about enforcement. All right. Uh, you can have all the rules you want. You can place them up on the big, uh, you can write them out on poster board and put them up on a big bulletin board in front of the room. You can repeat them every Sunday, but if you do not enforce those rules, they might as well not even exist. The strength of rules are in their enforcement. Enforceability of rules is important. I don't write rules that I can't enforce and that I don't believe in myself. That's why I don't have many um, or I don't have ones kids can't follow. Okay, um, I'm not going to make a rule about kids having to stand and sing because if a kid doesn't have legs, if a kid can't walk, if a kid is mentally challenged, if a child is sick, if a kid, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all the reasons why. Maybe they lost their voice. That's not an enforceable rule that they, if I'm not going to punish them. So I don't make ridiculous rules. I make very foundational rules based on my minimum requirements. And anything above normal behavior gets rewarded. Anything below that minimum requirement gets punished. Uh, Romans 5.13b says, Sin is not taken into account where there is no law. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. We're talking about enforceability here. Uh, where there is no law, there is no sin. Okay, we're just going to do some logical games here because the sinner didn't know. Um, so that's the equivalent of if you stopped at a stop sign, or I'm sorry, if you went to an intersection and there was no stop sign, then there would be no stopping. Okay, you if you didn't see a stop sign, if there's no rules, then you didn't break a rule. Okay, and that's why it's important to quote your rules. Believe it or not. Okay, um, so the next logical leap I can make is when there is law, there is sin because the sinner knows it. Okay, so there's a stop sign and you know to stop. If you don't stop at the stop sign, then you broke a law. Okay, you didn't know before, now you do. All right, the next one is if there is a law and the sin is not taken to account, there is no law. Okay, we're just left with sin. So here, here's the example on the stop sign again. If I run a stop sign that I saw, and I drive right past a cop who does not pull me over and I'm not punished, I'm being told it's okay. Okay? Let me say it a different way. If there's a stop sign and I run it and nobody holds me accountable, there, there's no stop sign. Okay? When a kid steps over the line, one of your rules, it needs to be uncomfortable for them. Okay? Stick to your discipline structure. Multiple vulnerable warnings are a waste. Okay, um, if you're if you're finding yourself just constantly threatening, uh, that's a waste. You're trying to make them behave. You're not trying to make them behave. If you're nagging them into shape, that would be enough. You're trying to teach them about relationships, respect, and position. You can't earn their love, respect, and gratitude by letting it slide or being glad they eventually did what you said 
Only by demanding do we get more. That's why I have you set minimum requirements. If your kid drops below that, you don't say, okay, you got one more chance. You get them. You do something. You make it uncomfortable. Not necessarily punish. I mean, that, that's the word. But again, I hate that word too sometimes because it's so dang, it's, there's so much wrong with the way people have used that word in my life. Um, so, uh, what about, what about mercy though? What about, uh, one of my pastors on staff calls it sloppy agape. Shouldn't we show them mercy? Uh, see, correction is the mercy. Correction is the mercy. Again, uh, we talked about it a couple shows back or a couple mini casts back about we don't want to discipline them because they get enough of that everywhere else. Shouldn't church be the place where they feel unconditional love and all these kind of things? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I believe that discipline is, correction is mercy. And here's how I define it. Um, if I put my, if I was sleeping back in the old days where they just had candles by your bed, um, if I put my hand over near that candle, it's going to burn me and it's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to wake me up. So I will move my hand and I will not be burned any longer. If there was no pain, my hand in theory would lay there until it was on fire and my clothes would catch fire. My whole house could burn down and I'd never even wake up because there was nothing making it uncomfortable. God has set up the universe to make things that would hurt us uncomfortable. I think it's great. We don't dance around inside the oven because it hurts, especially when it's turned on. So in a way, that fire burning you is mercy. It is saving you. Okay? So th rewire your head, folks, that, that think that kids, you know, are just so sweet and angelic. Anybody that's worked in with kids enough, no. No, they're just many grown-ups, just like we're just bigger kids. It's all about us and what we want. So electricity in your home, by the way, is wired so that it will push you away from the shock. Did you know that? There's sometimes you can get shocked and, and it'll just hold on to you. But if you stick a butter knife in a socket, it's going to get you, but it's going to throw you away from it so that you'll be saved. It's going to hurt like mess, but it will save you. It's the same thing. If you take that microcosm concept that we talked about a couple shows back, we owe it to kids to show them that bad behavior hurts us. We have to help them. We have to, we have to dramatize it, exaggerate the consequences of bad behavior, and exaggerate the benefits of reward because we know we live in a world that bad behavior isn't always punished, dadgummit, and positive behavior sometimes is punished, and it's not fair. We don't want them to learn from the ways of the world, though, because that's not real. Because we know what's going on behind the scenes. Those that seem like they're being rewarded are selling their souls. And those that are being punished are going to be rewarded ultimately. We have to get that in their head before the world teaches them different. Or we have to redefine it if they've already been influenced. Our correction may not be appreciated or enjoyed by anyone involved, including their parents. But it sets a memory. It sets a standard for next time. If you let him get by with it the first time, like a wife that takes back a cheating husband, you've almost given him, given him permission to do it again. Stand up and enforce the rules. Uh, you have them there for a reason. And, you know, in, in, in the big scheme of things, God is not going to let anything slide. It's only through the grace of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we're even going to be able to make it to heaven. 
because God has high standards and people will be punished. And he has set up this world to draw us to him and away from sin. Um, we need to help kids. We need to help them understand that. We need to have that same system in place. Enforce your rules. Um, next time, when we come back on our next minicast, we're going to talk about consequences. because, um, And we're going to talk about the famous consequence ladder that I have in place that I really believe in. Um, it's it's going to be a good one. Uh, so we'll see you back here next time. If you have any comments or anything, you can go to cmmonthly.com, click on contact us. You'll find phone numbers and emails. Uh, that email is uh, cmmonthly at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, God bless, and we'll see you next time when we're talking about consequences. Mm-hmm.